Coming up on this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel, we recap a okay week 13 of this NFL season and pick week 14 games. NBA news and will the Portland Trailblazers head coach Chauncey Billups survive this year in Portland? Plus, the very latest on the MLB lockout and could it carry into the new year? The best and worst of the week, and we also recap a championship this past Saturday and who's in the college football playoff this day in sports history and more right now on sports talk with marcel ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the latest edition of sports talk with marcel this is episode 63 on this beautiful wednesday december the 8th 2021 hoping everyone having a tremendous wednesday as we head into the weekend i know everyone is excited about this weekend um, just a weekend in general, to be honest with you. We don't have too much to go to, but we're gonna we're gonna go over the um week 13 of some decent games, week 13, and pick week week 14 games, NBA news, and will Chauncey Billups survive um this season in Portland? It's not looking good so far, but we still have a lot more games to be played in the NBA before we get that dying. Answer. Um, we keep recap. We're going to recap this past college football championship week. Was a was a very good entertaining championship week. I have no complaints. I still would not be jumping on the Alabama Crimson Tide bandwagon this year. We're going to get into that and everything. Everything about Saturday and the bowl games. I'm coming up in a, in, in this month alone. Um, this day in sports history and of course um, the MLB lockout. We're going to get into the, the very latest about that and um, the best and worst of the week. But you already know what we started. Week 13, how we begin week 13. Last Thursday night, Dallas Cowboys go to New Orleans and defeat the New Orleans Saints 27-17. That Prescott had a decent game. 26-40, 238 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Taysom Hill didn't have a, didn't, didn't have a whatsoever good game at all. 19 of 41, 264 yards, two touchdowns, and four interceptions. That very much was the reason why New Orleans Saints lose this game. But it was a it was a very entertaining game. It really was. It really was. I I, I kind of thought at some point Dallas could have let this game slip away. Dallas let this game slip away, but but four interceptions, but but four interceptions. There's no way you as a Dallas Cowboys fan, Dallas Cowboys fans, you thought this game. Was going to get, let the, the slip away out of your hands, and it's and it's very it's very ironic how the Orleans Saints haven't won a game, um, I believe since Jameis Winston exit the um starting um role, but I don't I don't know what I don't know what I don't I don't know what Sean Payton is going to do after this season because it's how can he be okay with this roster? They have they, this roster is. On the defense, on both sides, have good, have good, have very good players, but we know this is the passing lead. And if you don't have the right person behind center, you're not going to win many games. As we seen last Thursday night, as they drop another game, the Indianapolis Colts go to Houston and shut out the Texans, thirty-one to nothing. This game was. Unbelievable to watch. It really was. Carson Wentz 
He didn't do much, 16 to 22, 158 um, yards and one touchdowns. Um, Davis Mills. I, I, I really don't even understand how, why would he be starting over Tyrod Taylor. I believe Tyrod Taylor started, but he got exited after the interception. He six, six Mills, six for 14, 49 yards. It's it's very ironic. It's very crazy. This is how horrible the Houston Texans is. The Indianapolis Colts have more rushing yards than they passing yards. Just let that sink in. 238 rushing yards from the ground for the Indianapolis Colts. And Houston only had 141 total yards of the game. Not only that, but 18-25 of time possession. Eight, you only had the ball for 18 minutes and 25 seconds the entire game out of 60 minutes. If that don't if that don't, if that don't if that don't say you are a horrible team, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. The Detroit Lions get their first win of the season. 27 to 27 against the Minnesota Vikings. Jared Goff came out balling. 25 of 41, 296 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Kirk Cousins had a tremendous game, had a tremendous second half. 30 of 40, 340 yards, and two touchdowns. But man, did they not? Did they did horrible on third down? Three of six of 13. Detroit actually had a lead going into half. Everyone was thinking that they was going to let this game slip away, but. Seeing what happened the last time they played Minnesota, it was not going to happen this day in Detroit. Detroit get their first win of the season. Um, not so much to say about Detroit, man. They're going to be the number one. They're going to be the number one pick in the draft. That's probably the only good thing you can say about this team right now. It's just I don't know where they go. I really don't know. I think Dan Campbell stayed for another season. Probably could be his last season because it's just it's just crazy how the Detroit Lions. I'm still. I'm still at a point where I cannot believe they haven't been to the playoff in almost 30 years. I mean, won a playoff game in almost 30 years. It's just unbelievable to me. Almost 30 years, that's half of my life. Well, more half of my life. I was four years old the last time they won a playoff game. Unbelievable. The New York Giants go to Miami and get and get, and get smacked in the mouth. 20 to 9. Um, two of Tangalola, 30 of 41, two, 244 yards, two touchdowns. He continues to get better each and every week. But I, I don't know about Brown. I don't know. They sneaking up into the playoff. They sneaking up into the playoff wild card position. But I don't I don't know if they're gonna get it. I really don't. I really don't. They still have to play um New England, I believe, twice or one more time. No, did they no, they have to play New England one again. They just have a um a road ahead of them. They really do. But it was a it was a decent game for Tua Tagalola. Mike Glennon, of all people. Why did the New York Giants thought Mike Glennon was going to be an upgrade from Daniel Jones? Even if he didn't, if he was injured. If he couldn't play, hey man, run run a ball, man. Run a ball. Do some screenplays or something because. He didn't do really much, nothing. Two twenty-three or forty-four, one hundred eighty-seven yards, one interception. Mike Glennon is Mike Glennon. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeat the Atlanta Falcons thirty to seventeen. Tom Brady. 
I just cannot. I, it's just he just amazed me each and every week. No matter if he win or lose, the numbers this guy is putting up is ridiculous. At the age of forty four. 38 of 51, 364, 68 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. I don't know what to say about my Ryan. I, I, at some point, I learned I got to cut ties with him. It ain't even him, to be honest with you. It's not. It's just they not winning with him. That's the problem. Matt, Matt Ryan, 30 of 41, 297 yards, five sacks the offensive line allowed for the Atlanta Falcons. It's just a man. It's just it's just unbelievable that since the Super Bowl collapse, the Atlanta Falcons haven't really been a decent team. Really, really haven't. Really haven't. Nothing special here. The best thing about it, it was Grunt got two touchdowns for his two um charities, and Tampa Bay just manhandled him. This game was not competitive whatsoever. Philadelphia Eagles defeat the New York um, Jets 33-18. Gardner Minshew stepped in for Jalen Hurts. And it seemed like he had a tremendous, way better tremendous game at the same stadium that um, Jalen Hurts played in last week. 20-25, 242 yards, two touchdowns. But, man, what can you say about uh, Miles Sanders on the ground? 24 carries, 120 yards. As they like beat beat the Jets. The Jets is horrible, man. Um, Zach Wilson, 23 of 38, 220, 20, um, 226 yards, 2001 interceptions. It's just, it's just, I don't even know what to say about the Jets. I really don't. I, I really don't know what to say about them. They could be a good team in the in the next couple of years, but It just seems like they just don't know how to get it right at the quarterback position. They don't. They really, really don't. I would have stuck with Sam Darnold. I really would have. Because he has potential. When you drive quarterbacks, you 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 basically believe in that they have the potential to be a franchise quarterback. And I just think they messed up with Zach Wilson. Knowing that this guy's a rookie, you gotta have some kind of veteran um a veteran leadership at the uh, quarterback position for this guy to even be somewhat successful. And the New York Jets have screwed up again. Second time that they draft the rookie quarterback and throw him in the fire. It's just not, don't work like that. Yeah, I understand. Show me what you got, but you got to have some kind of leadership at the quarterback position for the guys can learn from. The Arizona Cardinals go to Chicago and beat down the Bears 33-22. Kyler Murray came back after missing four straight games. 11-1523 yards, two touch, two, two throwing touchdowns, also had two rushing touchdowns. Um, Andy Dalton, what can we say, man? This dude have career have went to die. It's have went to die, man. I don't even know what made him leave Cincinnati. I really don't. I would have stayed with Cincinnati. I really would have. I don't care about no rookie quarterback coming to take my job. If I'm not getting the job done, I at least help the team by mentoring um, Joe Burrow. Either he wanted to leave or they, they, they just didn't want to pay him. But there's no way I'm leaving an organization that drive me 
that I have potential to be um, a winner. Now he's going to teams that we can become a loser. And once you are NFL quarterback and you and they and they and they see what you got for a couple of years and you haven't really shown anything, you continuously to go team to team. Andy Dalton, 22, 26 of 41, 229 yards, two touchdowns on four interceptions. It's nothing surprising me about that. Nothing. The Chicago team has the man, a rebuild is a must. There is no way. And let me emphasize, no way the Bears should ever consider bringing that, my, my Nagy back. This dude had three years and had one good year. I'm sorry, one lucky year. That year he was very lucky because that defense was just unstoppable. But they couldn't score points. So what did you expect? What did you expect? But the Arizona Cardinals is continuously to still be the um, top top team in the NFL. The loss... The Las Vegas, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals, Chargers defeat the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they just knew they had to come out and play like play, play, smash mouth football, and they did. Forty-one to twenty, forty-one to twenty to twenty-two. Justin Herbert, twenty-six of thirty-five, three hundred and seventeen yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Joe Burrow had an off day, off, off, off day. Twenty-four of forty, three hundred yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. It seemed like he's throwing more interceptions now. I don't know why. And one of those interceptions, I'm for sure, wasn't his fault. But, man, you cannot turn the ball over. You cannot turn the ball over. 16 of 12 on third down for Cincinnati. And they allowed six sacks and, of course, four turnovers. Not, not going to win many games in that fashion. Both of these teams, both of these teams really been up and down all year. They'll beat, they'll beat, they'll beat good teams. Then they'll lose the next week. Just like they Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals beat Pittsburgh last week, blow them out. And then they come back and, you know, um drop it to a team that's been playing, that's been up and down all year. As so as long as them. But nothing really special. Only thing, only thing good thing about this game is they both fighting for playoff. Um Playoff spots in that wild card because they're not going to win that division. Well, Cincinnati have a chance. Chargers really don't. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Los Angeles um, Rams, thirty-seven to seven. What what can you say about the Rams, man? They they this game was just an easy win. An easy win. You playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars of all franchises. And I'm, start, I'm starting to believe, I'm really starting to believe, not even starting to believe, it is in the record books, Jacksonville Jaguars are the worst franchise in any sport. In any sport. Matthew Stafford, 26 of 38, 295 yards, three touchdowns. And my boy, Sonny Michelle, 24 carries, 121 yards on the ground. But man, Cooper Cup. This dude is on another level. If it was MVP for wide receiver, he would be. He would already have my vote. Eight receptions, two hundred and twenty-nine yards, and one touchdown. But Trevor Lawrence, man, this dude is just—it's—it's 
I, I don't know what to say. 16 to 28, 145 yards. I think he have at least one good year in the next five years. And I don't even think that's still good enough to make the postseason. But it's it's Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars are horrible. And I'm sure they're the only team this season. They haven't scored over 24 points this entire season. That's how horrible your team is. You haven't scored. It's week 13. You at least had 12 games. They haven't even clinched, clinched, scored over 24 points. The most they scored was a 23-21 victory, I believe, over the Colts. Washington football team in the Las Vegas Raiders. Washington take care of them, 17-15. A, a boring game, but, man, Washington got it done. Tyler Haneke, 23 of 30, 196 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. They are now on a four-game win streak. Um, Derek Carr, I, I don't know what to say about him. 28 of 38, 249 yards. Um, Las Vegas, 2 of 8 on third. As much as that score was so close. Two of eight on third down. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Washington football team is coming. Dallas Cowboys, man, they got them. They got them next week, and we're gonna get into that week. We're gonna pick those games. But man, have the times have changed in the last com- last couple of weeks? The Dallas Cowboys here. This division one. They only had they only uh two and a half games behind, I believe. And the most unbelievable game of the night of Sunday, Baltimore Ravens lose yet again to the Pittsburgh Steelers, twenty to nineteen in a in a in a in a, in a crazy fashion. Ben Roethlisberger twenty one of thirty one, two hundred thirty six yards, two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson continuously. To be inconsistent. 23 of 37, 253 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. They failed to convert. They failed. They actually failed. I'm sorry. They tried and failed to convert a two-point convert two-point conversion just to not. Now I can respect the fact that they went for it. But man, in that kind of fashion, oh no, man. No. I could no. No, this is not college football, man. What what make them think? I, I wonder. See, this is what bothers me. It's 1920. Jackson, um, Baltimore just scored a touchdown. Do they think like, okay, if we don't make this game over, you do not go for it in those situations when the game is on the line. So you basically, you you can respect them for trying to you know gamble, and play the an- analytics. But man, you in a po- Ooh, excuse me, you in a position to have the number one seed. You actually had the number one seed, and that was over to New England. It's 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 just crazy. You have the number one seed in your hands as you go into this game. I don't care. I don't, I don't care how much these coaches, and I'm sure they do hate overtime rules. 
There is no way you go for two, man, when your game is on the line. There's no way. No way. Then they throw the ball. I just don't understand. I really don't. But, man, Lamar Jackson, man, this dude continuously to throw the turn ball over, man. It's just nothing new. It's just, it's just, he just seems to just don't understand. He just don't understand. My God. The San Francisco 49ers go to Seattle and get beat again, 30 to 20. Um, Russell Wilson, 30 of 37, 231 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, 20 of 30, 299 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. With three turnovers and three from 10 on third down, San Francisco had no business winning this game, and they didn't. But, man, without Debo Samuel, this 49ers team is a is a, is a way below average team. Y'all get them props for scoring 20 points, but, man, did they get murdered on the ground, 146 to 71 on the ground against Seattle. 71 yards for 49ers, 146 for the Seattle Seahawks. Even though it's not hard, it's not, it's not, it don't, it don't seem as hard to play that no more. But man, you got to have some kind of run game. Some kind of run game. The Denver Broncos go to Kansas City and lose again for the 11th straight time. Patrick Mahomes, 15 to 29, 184 yards and one interception. Teddy Bridgewater, 22 of 40, 257 yards, one touchdown, two interception. Teddy Bridgewater is not a leader. I'm sorry, but it just had to be said. I seen this dude. I seen him been. He was under duress the entire game. He it just seemed like he wasn't there mentally. He was there physically. He just couldn't do. He like seemed like he ain't care to me. But, man, last time Kansas City lost to the Denver Broncos five years ago. That's how bad the Denver Broncos have been towards the Kansas City Chiefs. They have won 11 straight games against Denver. And you should make it 12 because they play again this season. And do you think Denver going to beat them? I want to bet my money on it. And last – and Monday Night Football, we seen – Probably a masterpiece. Some will say a masterpiece. I don't know about a masterpiece. When it comes to the weather conditions, yeah, but Matt Jones only completed two of three with 19 yards. Damian Harris on the ground, 10 of 110 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. But Josh Allen, 15 to 30, 145, one touchdown. If If they don't make the Super Bowl, this is a failed season for the the, um, the Buffalo Bills. It was written for them to win it all, especially after a great year last year. Then after this year, you go on the road to beat Kansas City. You lose the tough one in Tennessee. Then you lose to the Jaguars. Then you get blew out by the Colts. Then you take it to New Orleans and take care of the um, Saints on Thanksgiving. And then you come at Carmen Lucio, division rival, 14 to 10. They just outplayed them and came up short. They just outplayed them. Buffalo outplayed them, but they still came up short. They couldn't really do much. That win and that, that win was the was the keys to victory. 
whoever can hold with that win was going to win the game. Obviously, you know, Bill Belichick, he playing the wingers, so you knew he was going to win. You just knew he was going to have some kind of tricks up his sleeve. You just knew it. College football championship this last Saturday. Oh, Oregon lose again as I predicted it. I was surprised. It's the way they lost, thirty-eight to ten. And they knew, and they now now they coaches um now they coaches gone. He's the Miami Hurricane coach. Baylor take care of Oklahoma State for twenty-one to sixteen. Utah win the Mac uh, Mountain West title. Um. Against against over San Diego State, forty six to thirteen, wasn't pretty much a competitive game. AC AAC Championship, Houston put up all they can against Cincinnati, but lose again, um, thirty five to twenty. Big Ten Championship, it wasn't even close. Michigan Wolverines destroyed Iowa Hawkeyes, forty two to three. In the ACC Championship game, Pittsburgh take care of Wake Forest, forty five to twenty one, and the most. Shot game I probably ever seen in college football was Georgia losing to Alabama. It really sucks to be the number one team the entire season. Well, not the entire season. Most of the season. And you get to the SEC championship and you lose. It just seemed like Georgia just cannot be Alabama. I, I don't know what it is. It just seemed like Georgia cannot be Alabama and, and nothing. Not no ACC, not in a championship game, not in a postseason. My God, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. That goes to show you, anybody can be beat on any day. Now it's time for this day in sports history. It is now time for this day in sports history. In 1940, NFL Championship, Griffin Stadium, Washington, D.C. The Chicago Bears defeat the Washington Redskins 73-0 in what was the most one-sided victory in NFL history and was the first NFL title game broadcast on national radio. In 1960, MLB expansion team, the LA Angels, had a four-year lease to use Dodger Stadium. In 1977, the 43rd Heisman Trophy Award was awarded to Eric Campbell out of Texas. In 1988, the New York Knicks had an NBA record at the time of 11 three-pointers and sink the Milwaukee Bucks 113-109. to And in 2011, the NBA and Players Union reached financial agreement to end a 161-day lockout, shortening the season by just 16 games. This has been This Day in Sports History. That was This Day in Sports History. Speaking of lockout, MLB, welcome to the end of baseball for a while at least. At 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time Wednesday, last Wednesday we talking the collective bar agreement between the Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association expired at 12.01 Thursday morning. The lead informed the players that it had locked them out. Beginning of the game's first work stoppage in more than 25 years. 
So what does this mean for the rest of the offseason? How long will it last? What are some sticky points? What are some sticking points in the negotiations? And what's a lockout anyway? ESPN is expert. Jess, Jesse Rogers tackled these questions and more. How did we get here? What is the lockout and why now? The last deal between the Major League Baseball and the MLBPA was negotiated in 2016. The current collective bar agreement covers everything from how long the season will last to what kind of uh, pre diem players receive on the road. It's also addressed the greater economy of the game, such as free agency and um, arbitration. And it ends at midnight at 12.01. The owners locked out the players, hoping to push the union into more urgent state of negotiation. It's it's extremely the assistant asiphonies of the player strike since the players don't get paid in the offseason, nor are these games, there nothing for them to strike over. Instead, the league choose to halt all players' activity as it relates to their team. No free agent signings, no use of team facilities, in fact, no contact with any kind of between team and player is allowed until a new uh, agreement is reached. How long is the lockout expected to last? Could games be lost next year? Absolutely. There's always a possibility once a work starts occurs, but with three months into the regular season begins, it would be shocking if 2022 didn't go a full 162 games. There is a chance spring training doesn't start on time, using that period as soft deadlines to force some issues to be to get resolved. But we are far from that happening. The sides have already lost a lot of money during the pandemic. Anytime short, anything anything short of a full season would be another de- um, devastating blow to the sport, both economically, economically, economy, economy, and from a public relations standpoint. What is main sticking point in negotiations between the owners and the players? Economies, players feel with the urgency of analytics within front office that fewer and fewer second and third tier players are getting paid when they're finally become free agents after six years of major league service time, which is, which is often when it player turns 30 or very close to it. In general, players will like to be paid, will like to be paid more at younger ages because that's when they are in their prime. The system also favors keeping players in the major minor leagues for several years extra to slow down their major league service time. Players hate that. Additionally, they feel the cycle of teams rebuilding, a.k.a. tanking, is limiting play roles. They will like some um, guardrails within the system to prevent those cycles. One thing for the players as long as there's no salary cap, system will always pay the best of the best. Something the league like to emphasize, owners haven't often had a hard cap during negotiations. 
What does the lockout mean for the free agents and trades? Are the winter meetings canceled? Everything halts. The minor league possession of the winter meetings scheduled for next week are canceled. The minor league side of meetings will continue. There could be little point of holding the meetings since agents can't meet with teams. In fact, team personnel around team team personnel aren't even allowed to speak to the media and players on a and players on a 40-man roster during the lockout. And teams aren't supposed to talk to each other other than the players also. So technically, no trades would be agreed upon during the lockout, assuming the executive followed the letter of the long the lockout law. Young players looking for feedback from their coaches during winter bullpen or hitting sessions are on their own as well. Simply put, team personnel are prohibited from any contact with players on their 40-man roster. All-season drug tests will stop and pick up as soon as a new CBA is rectified. So there you have it, guys. The lockout is, is on. It will, I believe it could last for a couple of months. It really could have. This have been something that haven't been done, and they say in 25 plus years. So just be, um, it could get ugly. It really could. It be, uh, if you ask me, it could really, really, really get ugly. I, I believe the uh, training camp will start probably somewhere around late April or late May. It should be the season, but. It, it it may it may start a little um a little late it really may have um NHL last night the New York Islanders snapped their 10 game losing streak they they take care of Ottawa Senators 5 to 3 the Nashville Predators beat the Detroit Red Wings Five to two, and the Tampa Bay Lightning take care of the Montreal, a rematch of the Stanley Cup. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning take care of Montreal Canadiens, three to two. Montreal is probably the worst team, right? Just right now, they have losing. They have been losing. They fired their GM. I believe they fired their GM or their coach. Um. The Columbus Blue Jackets lose to Toronto Maple Leafs five to four, and the Anaheim Ducks shut out the Buffalo Sabres two to zero. Um, St. Louis Blues take care of the uh, Florida Panthers four to three in overtime, and the best team in hockey right now is the Carolina Hurricane take care of the Winnipeg Jets four to two. The New York Rangers beat the Chicago Blackhawks six to two. The Minnesota Wild and Edmonton Oilers. Minnesota Wild take care of Edmonton four to one, and the Calgary Flame take care of the San Jose Sharks three to two. Tonight's NHL game: the Philadelphia Flyers are in New Jersey as they continuously they on a ninth game losing streak. They are in New Jersey to take on the Devils. Colorado Avalanche are in New York to take on the Rangers. The Boston Bruins in the Vancouver Canucks um, hook it up tonight. The Dallas Stars and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Thursday night, Thursday night games, NHL and NHL 8. Anaheim Ducks and the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto um, Blue, uh, Maple Leafs. 
Chicago's in uh, Montreal to face the um, Canadians. Um, and the Nashville Predators are in New York against the New York Islanders. Detroit is in St. Louis um, to face the Blues. The Carolina Hurricane go to Calvary in um, a battle with the Calvary Flame. And the Winnipeg Jets are in Seattle to take on the Seattle Kraken. And the Minnesota Wild are in San Jose to take on the Sharks. And Dallas Stars are in L.A. for the Las Vegas, Los Angeles Kings. That is Thursday night games in the NHL. NBA news. The Portland Trailblazers guard C.J. McCullen has been disclosed with a collapsed right lung and will be sidelined indefinitely. The team said um, yesterday McCullough was injured in the final quarter of the Blazers' 145-117 loss to the Boston Celtics on Saturday. He was listed as probable for a real contusion for Monday night game against the L.A. Um, Clippers but did not play in the 102-190 loss. McCollum condition was revealed as a CT scan, the team said. He's averaging um, 20.5 points, 4.1 rebounds, and 4.5 assists this season. McCollum injuries is one of several before the um, struggling Blazers. All-star Damian Lennon has missed the uh, missed four games with a lower abdominal, a lower abdominal stretch, um, lower abdominal back, um, backup point guard, Afro Simmons is out with a right ankle sprain, and forward Nasir Little has missed four games with an ankle injury. Guard Ben Lam- um, uh, McLemore left the game against the Clippers with a bruised hip, and center Cody Zeller has a bruised right quad. My God. Ooh, that is tough. That is very tough for the Portland Trailblazers, man. That is very tough for them to be going through the stuff that they are going through. It's really, it's really unbelievable. Um, it, like I said, man, it, it's just, it just seems like this team is not getting any better, especially behind the coach of um, um, Chauncey Billups, and it, it, they right now where they stand is just. Unbearable. They are eleven and fourteen, and it's just not looking so good for the for the Portland Trailblazers right now. Portland Trailblazers um, is unbelievable. It was even an article from um, Yahoo saying that the Portland um, Trailblazers players are frustrated with Chauncey Billups, and it's just unbelievable. Um, it's, it's 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 just it's just it's just looking getting it look like it's getting ugly each and every day. A very a very different chance to build up than the last few games. Guys play hard, man. That was it's all about you play hard and you see what happens. We did that tonight in a short as a shorthand that we were we had opportunities to win a game. That's all we want. This is the reports of coming out the locker room. It's just unbelievable 
what's going on in Portland, man. And I, I don't, I mean, personally, as much as I like Chauncey Billups, I don't think he will survive. I really don't. I, I really don't know if he will survive. I, I, I don't, I, I, me personally, I never felt it was, it was, it was a good hire anyway. If you ask me, I just think it when I could make Chauncey Billups is a first, a, a first time head coach for organization that you look at to get to, to the next level. The next level was not the playoff. The next level was not the conference finals. The next, the next level was not just getting to the finals. It's getting to the finals and winning this game. This this team haven't won a championship, and I believe since like eighty something. And it's just unbelievable. It really is. Um, NBA new NBA um games last night. Brooklyn take care of Dallas, 105 to ninety nine. Kevin Durant dropped twenty four points and seven rebounds along with it. Um, the New York Knicks take care of San Antonio Spurs, one twenty one to one hundred nine. RJ Barrett straight balling out thirty two points. He led the um, Knicks in scoring. Um, the Boston uh, Celtics lose a close one last night against the um, well, not a close one um, against the LA Lakers, one seventeen one on one. LeBron James um, thirty points. Tonight's NBA games: the Washington Wizards are in Detroit to play the Pistons. The Philadelphia 76ers are in Charlotte. Chicago Bulls right now is probably the hottest team right now. They are in Cleveland to play the Cavaliers. New York Knicks are in Indiana. The Milwaukee Bucks and Miami once again. Oklahoma City is on Toronto over the border. And the Brooklyn Nets are in Houston. Dallas go to Memphis. That should be a tremendous game. Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Denver and the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans. Um, the Portland Trailblazers are in Golden State. We could just chop up another L for the Portland Trailblazers on that one. Orlando and Sacramento in the in the Boston Clipper Boston and the LA Clippers get it going tomorrow. I mean tonight. Thursday tomorrow games should be some tremendous games. Utah Philly should be a tremendous game. LA and the LA Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies and the Denver Nuggets and the San Antonio. Spurs. Let's get to college football. College football. The upcoming, the big games is D. Cotton Bowl against the Cincinnati Bearcats and Alabama Crimson Tide. That game will be New Year's Eve. Um, I don't, I don't know what to say, man. I just feel like this. I, I really believe it will be a blowout, and it, it will be Alabama. I really believe that. I don't even know why George is in the Orange Bowl with Michigan. Michigan is the hottest team right now, but man, I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's, this is this is toss up right here because we don't know what Georgia team will show up. We don't know if the Georgia team before the SEC show up or doing the SEC show up. So I don't know. But man, Michigan is a hot team. The Outback Bowl. Um, New Year's Day, the Penn State, Nittany Lions, and our um, the Arkansas Razorbacks, the Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame, Ohio, Oklahoma State. But the most game I'm really looking forward to, two games I'm really looking forward to on their New Year's Day is the Rose Bowl against the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Utah. I believe this this might be a shootout. This, I think this might be a shootout. I really do. Utah is a tremendous good team. They beat Oregon 
twice. Ohio State lost to Oregon early in the season. So this should be a tremendous game. And, of course, the Sugar Bowl, my God, have a matchup out this world. Lane Kiffin just got a new new deal as the Ole Miss um, head coach, and they go against the Baylor Bears. Man, this should be a tremendous game. And, of course, before the national championship, we have the Texas Bowl, Kansas State, and LSU. Okay game. It should be okay. So that's your college football games hit coming up. And um coming. Oh, we're gonna get to the we gotta get to the picks for the week four. Tomorrow night, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. Both teams, in my personal opinion, need a win. But it's it gets to be tough. I will go with the Steelers. They just seem like they the most complete team right now against the Minnesota Vikings. Sunday games, New Orleans, New Orleans. New Orleans, they are in New York to face the Jets. I don't know what New Orleans team I would give, but, man, you playing the Jets. You, you cannot lose to the Jets. I will go to New Orleans. Atlanta and Carolina, I will go to Atlanta because the Carolina Jets, man, they just been staying up the joint lately. Seattle and Houston. Seattle, I'll go with Seattle. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, there's no way Kansas City score at least 30 against Las Vegas Raiders. I'll go with Kansas City to win this game. Baltimore and Cleveland, another another game that could get boring. I just thank God it's not on Sunday night. Um, I honestly wouldn't care, but I will go with Baltimore. The Dallas and Washington a game I probably will be looking at, and I will go with Washington to win. I I, will, I think Washington will get it done, probably by a field goal touchdown. Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. This should be a slaughter. Tennessee coming off a bat? No way. Um, New York Gi- Giants and the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers should not lose this game. I'll go to Chargers. Detroit Lions and the Denver Broncos. Don't be surprised when I say this, but I will go with Detroit Lions to win. Simply because I think they just – I think they really try not to be first one pick. I don't know who I don't know teams that want to be first one pick. I, I don't know about that one. Um San Francisco and Cincinnati. San Francisco second week on the road. They had to go to Seattle and they gotta go all the way to Cincinnati. I'm gonna go with the Cincinnati um Cincinnati Bengals to win. Buffalo and the D Tampa Bay. Man, man, man. I don't know what team will show up for either. I will go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers, um, Green Bay easy. The Las Vegas, the Los Angeles Rams and Arizona Cardinals. Monday night football, game of the week. Arizona did beat them once. But I think Rams are getting in this time. That's your NFL picks, college football, NBA, NHL. Now it's time for best and worst. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, we're going to go over the best and worst. The absolute worst thing I've seen was the way Georgia get manhandled like that last, last this past Saturday night at the, in the SEC championship game. Number one team get rolled over by Crimson Tie. Roll, tie, roll, tie. The best thing I've seen it was almost a week ago. Well, it happened a week ago, but it's still... 
on my mind. And that was when Mal Bridges dunked on Giannis. My God, did you guys see that? Now we saying he want to dunk on Draymond. And I believe at some point, he just may do that. He just may do that. But that's all for this episode of Sports Talk Marcel. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys have a tremendous weekend. As always, be positive as we head into a new, new, new year. Um, as always, hope you guys be hope you guys be good, be great, and be blessed. I'll see you guys next week for episode 64, right? 64. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>